this retro thing for what it is Nostalgia goggles heavy on those things when we were kids I've got the memories of falling while my hair is turning gray I'm digging back on all the things that were better yesterday So for all those things nostalgic I also do is delight Everyone good? Good. It's too late now because we're going. You can't get off the ride now. The, the ride does not stop. It does. Draft in. It will eventually stop. Don't worry about that. <laughs> and it's it's it'll it'll be pretty chill the entire time it's running as well. So oh, good. Uh, so more like more like a tea. No, not a teacup. That would make me sick. Uh more <laughs> like the train at the zoo then. Not so yes. much a roller coaster is like a you know, we're going to stop and look at the giraffes. Some. We're going to go five kilometers. That's what we call it in Canada when we do distances. <laughs> Communists. We call them kilometers. <laughs> Communists. I don't know how many miles that would be, like two. I, um, I know a 5K is like 3.1 miles. So okay. do, so it, we're going do with that point, what you will. We're doing 3.1 miles an hour at the petting zoo. Okay. Except it's the most terrifying petting zoo ever because we're talking about Coraline. Joining me here today, I will let I'll just kind of pass the mic around and let people introduce themselves. And by pass, I mean like point. That looks like he's pointing to you. I thought he was pointing to you. No, it's definitely downward. Already sheer chaos. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I guess I'll, I'll start then. I'm S.H. Cooper. I'm an author. And that's pretty much the extent of it because I don't have the brain power to discuss myself more than that right now. Yeah, I made everyone do this at 10 o'clock in the morning. And by made, I think we're actually working around Laurel's schedule. It's true. Oh, spoilers, Laurel's here. I just yeah. said I was going to have people introduce themselves and then fucked it all up. <laughs> we're doing really well so far. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. I mean, there was the whole, you know, two became one. Last night was the night where two became one. So, yeah that helped makes, a little bit but it makes it sound like there was a wedding or something or just on this night classic spice girls love making one? well yeah that too um they yeah, need some so love I'm... like they've never <laughs> needed love before laurel <laughs> ever i don't think i'm familiar with that one really yeah arguably their best work it's not tell me what you want what you really really want well i mean no it goes above that I All think right. my little train veered off the track somewhere different than your guys's because I have no <laughs> idea where we are now. <laughs> oh, we're, guess what? It's not Coraline at all. I'm Trojan horsing a Spice Girls episode. <laughs> you heard oh, I watched Space World last week. I'm so ready for this. I can't believe I'm not. I can't believe we haven't done here. a Spice World episode. <laughs> it is absolutely absurd. I did not Next. actually watch Spice World. I, I don't know why I even know that was a movie. <laughs> Next time. It's a yeah. very fitting follow-up. That's true. Uh, yeah. So as we always do on on episode... Well, sorry, Laurel. I kind of stamped on your intro. I didn't. I was really bad at the intro. I just kept rambling. Anyways, I'm still Laurel Hightower. Um, and I'm also a writer. And um, it is my fault that we are recording this early. Yeah, you had stuff or something. I don't remember. 
Well, my husband's headed out. So like, otherwise it's, uh, you know, going to be the tiny show because he would just be in here the whole time. I'm here for the tiny show. What happened to him being the, uh, the MC for this morning? He is watching an episode of Gabby's dollhouse right now. So we would have to be more interesting than that. Fair enough. I don't think I could pull that off. I can't. It's, it's not in, in the realm of children's television. You can do way, 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 way worse. Yes. And I stand DJ catnip. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of DJ catnip. We, um, Oh, fuck it. We're going off already off course. We, but we bought, uh, the Gabby's dollhouse dollhouse for my daughter for her birthday this year, or I did. And, uh, there's six rooms it doesn't come with. Yeah. I I just personally set out on a goal of getting all of them. I don't think they even cared, but I would see them (laughs) playing with it and be like, those two gaps are going to drive me absolutely (laughs) goddamn insane. So I would come home every now and then with like, guess who found the craft rat room? And they'd go, okay. <laughs> like, well, but now be a-, a good time to say, I have no idea what this show is. Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> yeah, we don't need to get into it. We don't need to also make this a Gabby's Dollhouse episode, but. I mean, I'm, I, I'm willing to learn. I can go Google it real quick and come back with an opinion. I'm just going to start going, meow, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We really will stop now. Coraline. Yeah, episodes always become musicals now. It's true. Pitch him a right. Open his head and hold on tight. I thought you were going to jump in. Oh, no. Well, because see, I was going to start with the time to get tiny, which is always fun to say in my house. Does tiny actually refer to himself as tiny? He does. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. He, tiny is my hero. I want to be like tiny when I grow up. I want to be too. like tiny when I grow up, dude. He's just <laughs> living his best life on a daily basis. I know. And he just, the stuff he says, like, I'm. I also he tells a lot of stories now and they always end in death and I need an internet <laughs> high five for that because internet high five you can't see me but it's there yeah. that's I feel like I've trained him well so far <laughs> it is yeah like I'm over here thinking about like oh god what are we going to feed them for dinner what's this one meanwhile I could just be like here's Cheerios and they'd go yeah it's like <laughs> what? what am I doing basically yeah I had a thought a while ago, I was going to say, uh, as I do, whenever we have authors on the show whose work demands to be read, which is another one of those cases today, go to the show notes, you're going to find links. And I always recommend how you go about it is you click the link and then you get to the bio page <laughs> and then you just go through each title and you add to cart. Yeah. You just do that. Don't until think you about it. The, just add to cart. Yeah. You do that till you hit the bottom. And then you go to your cart and there'll be a button that says, buy that shit. It might say it differently. And you do that. Yes. And you, and then one day, probably pretty soon, it shouldn't take too long. A package is going to arrive and you're going to go, I hope this is all those dope books I bought. And it is. And now you're gold. That's like the, the happiest fairy tale I've ever heard. <laughs> well, cause you know, what's coming up too. Because we did Halloween. That's done. You guys still have Thanksgiving. We did that already. Mm. We took care of that shit four weeks ago. 
which kind of sucks because now we're just like we got no holidays until I know. Yeah, gotta wait like, Christmas. Like yeah. there's nothing in November for us. That's kind of like a barren wasteland of holiday listness. I mean, Remembrance Day, but not for all of us. But I don't know. For you, it's probably Veterans Day. What do you call yeah. November 11th? Oh. Anything? Yeah, I guess it's better. Yeah, Veterans, yeah, Veterans Day. Day. Okay. That took me a minute because I get I get that one in Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what up. I had to pause and think about, too. Yeah, yeah, see, we I'm have Remembrance Day, but only government gets that off. I'll be working. My wife will be working. Yeah, we'll we'll be work we'll be working too. We don't get that off. Yeah, we do so, get President's Day, so I'm not going to bitch too much. Yeah, we don't. I mean, we don't even get Prime Minister's Day, which is lame because that's not a thing. We didn't even bother to make that a thing. We do yeah, get Family Day. But then, why do you? What? When do you buy your mattresses if there's no President's Day? How do you know? Oh, when there's uh, going to well, be a Canada, big mattress they just sale. give you one for free. Oh, every year would, on January 1st, the I prime minister shows that. up personally at your house and just says, here you go. I would That's actually wasteful because mattresses have like an eight year lifespan. Yeah, it's very wasteful. Not a good use of our tax dollars, but there's just giant wastelands of barely used mattresses. We devote an entire province to it. Most of Saskatchewan is just mattress fields. Mm, which would be fun if they weren't all slightly used so gross yeah. so gross um, i don't want to bounce through that field at all no even in a hazmat suit so Coraline. Well, not yet i didn't even finish my holiday thing i was gonna say christmas is coming up oh and yeah books are yeah. always a great a great gift to give even if they're like i want plates fuck off no they don't who would want plates? I don't know. Whoever this hypothetical person is. They said they wanted plates. <laughs> Their options are book or plate. And you ignore the plates because what? <laughs> too hard to a- wrap, too delicate. It's not fun if they're picking up a gift and you have to be like, careful, 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 careful. I can and- highly recommend Laurel High Towers below, which I read fairly recently. I Thank you. Yeah. The Dark, which I read before that. But I have not been able to bring myself to read Crossroads because all I've heard about it is it will break you. It will. 2022. So depressing. It's it's super good, but yeah, it's it's the book. I'm sure it's I'm sure it comes for the jugular. It might be bad. Fabulous, but I don't know. Some people hate it, which is also perfectly fine. But no, it is it's depressing AF. So and I have this thing where I avoid depressing media intentionally. That's smart. I think that's a way to do it. But SH, let's talk about your your work. I'm going to yes. call you Sarah from now on, but the books are under SH Cooper. Yes, they are. And that's the and... link you will find in the show notes. <laughs> so if you go and... to that that link, you're going to find all kinds of stuff. You're going to find Inheriting Her Ghosts, which is a book that's... Yes. that I was reading before bed, and then a part happened that I won't spoil that involves a cliff, and I went, yep. nope. <laughs> I know Everybody that one. goes to the cliff. And yep. I put that book down and went, it's time to try and sleep now. I threw my I threw my Kindle. I was reading while Sebastian was taking a bath one time, and uh and yeah, that was that was where I hit it, and I threw my Kindle, and he was very confused. No, you were right to do it. Yeah, thank. Don't you. give any context. Just point to it and go. It knows what it did. And then walk away. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, yeah. What's already uh, the festering ones, which is a book. One of those times where I looked at the cover of a book and went, yep. Oh, yeah. So many arms. So many arms. So many arms. So many arms. And it's really also really, really good. Also and, very good. Like, that's the other yeah. thing is everything we're listing, you don't even need to bother, you know, 
well, let me look it up. No, just trust us. Yeah. Get the book. Trust us completely. And also when I was looking earlier, a lot of them seem to be on sale. I don't know. Not mine. Oh, in Canada then, for sure. Unless Amazon is doing a thing, because I know sometimes lately Amazon has been putting books on sale without the author. And these yeah, are all they... self-published titles, so wow. <laughs> I'm the only one who'd be able to do that. Unless Amazon swoops in. Why do they have so much anyway? That's a whole nother that's a whole nother thing. Cause I noticed on some of mine they like jacked up the price and I was like, please stop. Nobody buys for whispers anyway. For the ebook or the the paperback on whispers. Yeah, they're probably saying it's the distribute or it's the um production costs, so they have to I judge them. Yeah. That's no. okay. Nobody buys whispers anyway. It's too expensive. I have bucks. a paperback sitting on As my do shelf. I. Thank you both. Although it wasn't 20 bucks when I bought it. I will admit that. Thank God. No, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think it was like that. 12 or 13. I wouldn't. Yeah. I think that's just entirely too much to pay for that book. Yeah. I disagree. Go buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the I, thing I always have to reiterate, though, is because I'm not I'm not Jimmy Fallon and I'm not bringing people onto this show and then sitting here going, your book's really good, even though I don't know. Both guests here today, I don't think I'd ever even spoken to either of you before I had read some of the stuff. So you can believe me when I say these are super good books that you should read. And I'm not just doing the whole like, this is the best thing I've ever because, you know, you're here in the room. (laughs) We should do an episode when you don't like one of our books. And then you can like bring us on specifically so you can berate us. Oh, I was going to say, I'm very good at lying. So even if that happens, which hasn't. but this like, isn't tell me all the tropes but if it was dislike in a book and yeah. and we will work together to write a book specifically for you to hate yes <laughs> everything you hate make a list it's everything just, you hate it's we just will write a cliffside scene but an entire book that never stops <laughs> that is my secret kryptonite is things that are moving unnaturally i like, love it can't 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 cope like things that are like all bendy and like yeah that's one of the creepy things to me and i love it though can't do it that's very effective i'm glad that it got conveyed i was worried when i was writing that scene i'm like are people gonna be like this is stupid why is this happening no it tapped it's it's good to know that it worked it tapped (laughs) into that and it tapped into my other childhood irrational fear that it follows managed to exploit was just the idea that even if you don't see something necessarily it is still coming yeah Mm -hmm. and that's my other like since I was a kid, a thing that I don't know has always been in there. Just this idea that you're being pursued by something, you know it, you can't see it, but you are very aware it's happening. Especially mm-hmm. in a pool. Oh, Ooh, water. Yeah. Any deep water. Any for water. Me. Oh, no. There's thank definitely you. dead bodies that you can't see. And every body of water you have ever been in has corpses in it. Oh, what was that? I've read something online. I think it was on Twitter or Tumblr. There was um the the corpse in the water conundrum where you can determine how many corpses are allowed to be in water based on how many you can see. So if you're in an L-shaped pool and there's a corpse around the corner that you can't see, it's still okay. But the minute you see it, it's not. That's why we're okay to swim in the ocean because we don't see all the dead bodies. Hmm. I don't like this conversation. I'm also not okay <laughs> to swim in the ocean. So this no, is I won't swim anywhere. You, you think pools are safe and then you see swim fan four times, which I did in September. <laughs> And you- a dude dives into a pool and runs headfirst into a dead body. And you're like, well, he's a professional swimmer and he didn't see it. I mean, he was a high school student. But he mm. was on track until, you know, he fucked it all up. 
he was on track to be a college superstar swimmer. Those are probably things that exist. (laughs) I'm sure they are. I was not one of them. No, we didn't. I mean, we didn't have a pool. I mean, if you throw me in the ocean, you will see the fastest swimming followed by walking on water and then I'll be out. <laughs> I'll, I'll I won't throw be you going in with me any direction except for towards the shore. Like I stepped on a stick one time and I like it's like one of those lizards that's just like <laughs> up on top of it. Just like I thought it was a creature. I can be in shallow water like I live in Florida. So going to the beach is, you know, a thing. And uh, so I can be in shallow water, but the minute it gets past the point, probably my knees, then I'm not okay anymore. I can go to about my knees and I'm only five, four. So that's not a really, you know, high place. There's stuff. Yeah. If if there's one thing, so do we still like this can unequivocally always promote. It's never go in the water ever. Yeah. Showering (laughs) is probably fine. No baths. baths. No. Nope. What if, if you're on fire, from? you can jump in the water, but then get Even right then, back though, out. If there's an alternative, like I know you're on fire, but take a moment and weigh the options before <laughs> you go straight to water. As your face melts down to your neck, there think might about be your a options. Way. <laughs> it's reminds me the time I lived up north in Connecticut and we were tubing. I was on a tube behind a boat with one of my siblings and uh, I don't know if you guys know about this, but there's something called a lion mane jellyfish, which is a big orange and gold and yellow jellyfish. And the, we got pulled over an entire, what's the, what's the term for a group of jelly? I guess a group of jellyfish. Pod, heard, I'm just going to call pod, it a pod, pod, pod right? of jellyfish, a terror of jellyfish. Yes. A terror of jellyfish. And we got pulled straight over this terror. And all we could do was cling to that little rocket shaped tube and pray that we did not fall because that was certain death. Did you, did you get stung at all? Not that time. No, I did sit on a jellyfish tentacle that had washed ashore once. That wasn't fun. It's but no. it's so unfair that their tentacles continue to sting you. Yeah, after that's separation. a level of power that's, we should not yes. have granted them. No, that's, that's we granted them. I absolute power corrupts absolutely, and that is just demonstrable with jellyfish. This planet fucking is so power fucking trips. stupid. Like, why make something like that? This is why we should support turtles more because turtles eat jellyfish. So and they're chill be... as hell. Yes. Yeah, they are. So there should be more of a push to support turtle life. And okay. sometimes a group of them will mutate into ninjas and that's dope. So, yes. And what have and they... jellyfish ever done for us? If they mutated into ninjas, they'd still be just like pulsing, like flopping around. Like, this is useless. <laughs> what weapon? You can't fight uh... crime. Look at you. <laughs> you tried to put a bandana on you, it fell right off because you're jelly. This is stupid. I mean, if it's a man of war, they do have that big kind of I'm trying to think of the word. Um, Hat. Yeah, it's a big head thing, but I'm trying to yeah. think of a good word for it. I don't know. I don't know jellyfish terminology very well. I've already learned more about jellyfish in the past two minutes than I've known. Sorry, I, I know life. I know a like, little about a lot. <laughs> all of my knowledge came from SpongeBob. I just happen to live in places that have jellyfish. (laughs) 
I did get stung on the butt by one, which was really vastly uncool of it when I was nine. I think it was probably just a tentacle too. We're jellyfish butt stings sisters. Uh, Right. And it was (laughs) right. Really just out there stinging butts like this. (laughs) Well, it's it's like jellyfish. It got like right at the line of my bathing suit, like right under my butt cheek. I was like nine. Mm -hmm. And at first I was was like that age too. (laughs) I was like, why does, why does my, why does my butt like kind of itch like that? And then I go to scratch and I'm like, that's not itching. And then it's just like horrible. And it takes like forever to figure out what's going on. You're like, why am I burning? And it turns all red. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's basically the exact same thing that happened to me. I sat on a rock on a, on a beach and all of a sudden I was like, what's that? Oh my God, my butt's on fire, but I can't go in the water because it's too dangerous. <laughs> I'm not sure it would have helped to go in the water, honestly. <laughs> no. But, well, but at that point, pee on you either. No. And especially, never mind. I'm not going down that road. <laughs> in any case. I hate this conversation. <laughs> How did we get here? It's a, it's a lack nice of leadership, daughter, John. That's another book <laughs> you can and should read. All right. Accurate. We started talking about the book we were going to write specifically for Sean, including all the things that he hates in books. Okay. Uh, so we know to add jellyfish to it. Which an hour ago, I would have said, what? Why? But... <laughs> now you know now, they come yep. for the butt totally <laughs> but <laughs> actually i just realized there's a book sitting next to me you can't see because it's oh yeah there we go oh cool but your book dead inside the dead inside which dead i've been inside. making my way through cool thank you i appreciate that super good short story collection that both sarah and laurel contributed to um i edited it i do not oh sorry it. yes but yep. that's contributing well yeah I contributed effort. I would argue so. that's a very important job. So. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I, I would argue story. that's harder than being one of the writers. Like, did anyone look at this? Why would we need to do that? Anyway, <laughs> out it goes. <laughs> you know, that's I had another one. All that's fair. I'm not even looking these up. These are just coming from memory. So I love all that's fair. I especially love the, um, the uh, Banshee one. That's like one of my favorites. The O'Sullivan song. Yes. Yeah. That's one of my personal favorites too. The No Sleep podcast, I think, did an audio adaptation of that one. It was oh, so I'll good. have to go look for that because that would be awesome. It's so good. Everything they do is great. Plug for the No woman- Sleep podcast. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> I haven't, the, the No Sleep podcast used to be my work background, which is <laughs> so weird. It's like I'm already super stressed. I was like, might as well put on a story about people being killed. <laughs> so maybe the whole idea was like, Ooh, this is a tough deadline, but at least I'm not this guy. <laughs> it could have been worse. Yeah, always. So Coraline. Not yet. I'm not done promoting your stuff. There's a lot of it because I think oh you're both gosh. also in a woman built by man, right? I yes. have that one. I haven't gotten to it yet. It came at the same time as the dead inside. I edited that one and contributed a story, and Laurel has a story, which is fantastic. It's actually the opener, and everyone should read it. Thank you. That's what my collection is. It's the it. It also serves as the title for my collection that's coming out in March. It's called Every Woman Knows This. I didn't even know you had a collection coming. Oh, out. Oh, and it's very fishy oriented, isn't it? But oh, there were it no, is. There were no butt fish though. There were no butt fish. There were asshole fish, but there were no yeah. butt fish. 
see it's all full circle <laughs> i'm not a writer but i'm gonna really start i'm gonna write a story called buttfish and just submit it to everything <laughs> at the end of time until just finally don't worry in the near future i'm sure either sarah or i will get roped into editing another anthology and we will just fast track that one right to the front of the line <laughs> bring it in but fish opening line buttfish. the butt fish were out again <laughs> his pa told him the stories of the butt fish <laughs> they're haunting but call tim never believed him <laughs> <laughs> also that's the end of the story <laughs> that's maybe why it's been a tough sell I want to write one now called the Jellyfish Sting Sisters because that just sounds like a really cool title. It could just be about two sisters going full vigilante against jellyfish. Yes. They both have their scars on their butt. (laughs) (laughs) I think they have a pod of of sea turtles that they go out into the ocean with. They ride them. Yep. Onward. (laughs) To battle the jellyfish foe. (laughs) i'm already thinking about like yep i would read it i would watch that netflix adaptation yes be good visual like they're both shifting uncomfortably on the turtle shells because of their butt stings (laughs) you're gonna make a jellyfish mermaid story recently sweet i guess so Coraline. Okay. <laughs> we've, we've both attempted to get it there. Yeah, uh, you were the one. Out here. Well, I want to make sure people know what's up. You know, Coraline. Coraline is also up, but <laughs> yeah, said, go to the show notes. Every book we've talked about here is worth absolutely worth your time. Christmas vacation's coming up. You're going to have some downtime. You're going to be sick books. of your kids. Yep. You're going to want to take extended bathroom breaks and instead of bringing your phone and looking at your phone and going, fuck, everything's terrible. It's true. Just bring a good book in there and forget about all that other nonsense. Doom scroll through a book instead of. Instead yeah. Of a... That should be a motto. Twitter. Doom scroll through a book. New press. Doom scroll. Doom, Doom scroll, scroll. That's a good one. Yeah. Instead of learning about all the ways sentient Pillsbury Doughboy is fucking up Twitter right now. <laughs> that might be my new favorite <laughs> escape into some fiction <laughs> has anyone just tried continuously poking his belly so he just can't he, he can't get any work done he just giggles and giggles and giggles and giggles and can't fire anybody of giggling i feel like he wasn't programmed that way that's also true so damn whoever that little boy was who wished for life <laughs> oh boy <laughs> This is on you, Jonathan. It's like, I didn't know this was what was going to happen. <laughs> this wasn't what I wanted. There's another story idea. Uh, no, the real horror story is that he had access somehow to $44 billion and spent it on Twitter. It is someone tweeted yesterday, I think, and then their account got limited, that it's funny to watch in real time as he realizes what a mistake he's made. It's like, yeah, I guess yeah. that's something. I, I loved him haggling with Stephen King over the price of the check mark. And then did you read the Midnight Pals little transcription of that? Oh, no. Oh, I God, them no. And I missed that one. 
yeah, I won't, I, I'll never do it justice, so I won't try to, but it's just funny. It starts with Joe Hill asking, like, hey, Dad, can I have money for a check mark? <laughs> <laughs> so, Coraline. Yeah, so we watched Coraline. <laughs> 2009's Coraline, which I hadn't seen since 2009. I had never seen it. We watched it. It would have been just me and my then girlfriend, now wife. And my, I have two memories. I, I, that was really good. How is this a children's movie? Oh God. Yes. On that second one. Yeah. (laughs) So I was so curious for a revisit as now, you know, the owner, I guess the parent, the parent slash owner of two children. <laughs> Co-owner. Co-owner. That's very true. Yeah. Yes. Uh, of how, you know, w- w- how would that second point impact further? Uh, yeah, I have the same same general opinion, especially as it gets into the back half. Yeah. Well, you, you know, Coraline, have you read the book, Coraline? I have not. Okay. So originally, Coraline was not going to be published because Neil Gaiman was told it was too scary for children and so he asked his i can't remember if it was his editor to or his agent to read the story to her daughter and find out if the book was too scary for her and the daughter's like no it's great i love it keep going keep going and years later um after the book was published the movie came out he had a chance to talk to um this person's kid again and said you really weren't scared she goes no i was terrified but i had to know what happened next so i lied nice (laughs) And that's why we have Coraline because a kid lied. That's, <laughs> and that's beautiful. That's, that's the story of the time that Neil Gaiman participated in child experiments. <laughs> I'm so happy that kid did that because we need stuff like this in the world. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it's kind of. Well, Sarah, had you seen it before? No. Yes. Yes. I had. Yeah. Okay. I had read it first, and then I saw the movie. Okay. Okay. So two hadn't seen it in a while, and one never seen it correct that's pretty good yeah it's been kind of fun too because the writer and director henry Selleck is the dude who actually directed the nightmare before christmas and i noticed some similarities there Mm -hmm. yeah he's been out there promoting a new movie that just hit netflix called wendell and wild which is weird that netflix isn't promoting because apparently it's one super good two it's the Coraline guy and also like jordan peele helped write it so you'd think they'd be really out there yelling about it but I, the only reason I know about that is because of Twitter, because people are posting about yeah. about the movie on Twitter. I have not watched it yet. I logged into my Netflix account like three days after it had come out, and I am the quintessential target audience, and I've spent years shaping an algorithm that should know that, and it didn't feed it to me at all. Right. I have not. I don't even think I've seen it. And, you know, it's showing us movies like Bad Guys, which is another animated um, kind of kid slash also could be watched by adult movie. Um, and so we do get cartoon or animated recommendations, but I have not seen anything. Yeah. It's hmm. so weird. Yeah. Um, so he's I been out there. Heard of it. He's been out there promoting that. And also, I guess the nightmare for Christmas came up and he did kind of admit he's not, he's pretty pissed that everyone's just like, Oh, that's Tim Burton. Maybe Tim Burton did that where, you know, it depends on who you listen to. It kind of seems like, hey, Tim, can we put your name on this movie? All right. And that was about the extent of his contributions. Really? Did have, when it was this, for, are you talking about um, Nightmare Before Christmas? Or, yeah. Yeah. He did have some more involvement in that, like he designed the characters. Um, oh, okay. 
Yeah, I happen to watch uh, movies that made us, which is another Netflix series that I love, and I think oh, Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas is one of them. And it talked about his involvement, and you know, he did come up with, uh, I believe, some of the story and the characters. But when it came to actually doing the bulk of the work, he was not involved. So his name really should not have been. No. Which is too when, bad because it's what 30 years almost since that movie mm -hmm. came out. And I feel like if you pulled and it's certainly not their fault, but if you pulled, you know, 10 people, probably eight of them would go like, oh, yeah, Tim Burton directed that. Yeah. Has it seriously well, been 30 years? I think that movie came We're out in 93. We're not going to think about that. No, 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 no. I feel like it's that like old lady on the Titanic ago. right now. Like, that's the face <laughs> I'm making. Even knowing this movie came out almost 14 years ago was no, a lot no, for no, me no. to No, 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 no. It came out, so, like, two years ago. Shush. Yeah, that's that time is not real. But, yeah, when my husband, I told my husband I had to watch, I had to watch Coraline, and he goes, oh, is that that Tim Burton movie? I said, Fucking no. Tim Burton, man. <laughs> I would have assumed, honestly, without having watched it, I just like made that connection in my head just because of the the style of animation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, very stop uh, motion. I love stop motion animation so much. I'm happy this guy's work. the amount of work and just the weird creative things that they have to do. Like apparently the leaves in the movie are spray painted popcorn that they tore into little pieces. And I just I love that level of how are we going to do this? Like, oh, we're going to take playing cards and we're going to do this. And that's how we're going to build the set. That stuff's so cool. I was looking at the scene with the circus mice thinking like, what poor people <laughs> had to fucking spend their time moving these damn mice around. I don't know. It's just, and also too, you, you have to be so committed to telling that story. If you're going to do stop motion animation, because it's going to take so long how like long you, did the production of Coraline take? Um, I looked it up, actually. Let me see if I can go back and find it. I don't know if I it, it necessarily said how long it took, but it was just more how many sets they had to build and how many animators they had to bring in. So 500 people over four years. Yeah, there we go. Wow. Like that's a lot like you have the amount you need to believe like, oh, this is something I need to get out there. That's, I don't know. That's cool. to me. It really is. It is. The plot won't take too long to sum up. Usually we kick off with a plot synopsis, but I mean, I don't Coraline is forced to move by her parents. One who her dad's a writer and her mom um, is his editor, I believe. Yeah, I think they both write because she she said something at some point about that. Her chapters at least would be good. Oh, you're right. But she was also editing his pages because she said if yeah. he didn't get his his chapter done for her to edit, there was going to be trouble. Which I can't tell you how happy of a marriage that would make. I mean, I just can imagine how close they are and that they probably never argue about anything. It looks like a really good <laughs> dynamic in the movie. It did. Absolutely. For everyone involved. Extremely healthy family. I Completely. was surprised because the whole plot hinges on Coraline is being very neglected. But what kind of surprised me was, you know, you've seen the movie before with the workaholic parents who were kind of ignoring their child. But these ones, like her mom and dad are not only neglectful, but so outwardly hostile yeah. towards her for even wanting us the slightest bit of attention. Yeah, because like the it was that was the plot of pretty much every 80s movie was like workaholic parent, you know, that you never see. But it's it was always like that dad who like comes in or, you know, and it's like, oh, sorry, honey, I had to work extra, but at least I love you. But these bitches and I actually I think it's my suspicion that you suggested this movie, Sean, to 
either warn me or lecture me about being that kind of writer parent. Laurel, That's my suspicion. I'm disappointed you got there first, but this is indeed an intervention. <laughs> <laughs> Don't become an 80s Hallmark mother. That's what I always say, it. but people do it anyway it actually no that and that's part of what i was messaging sarah about was i was like i hate these parents so much like all of them <laughs> all four just set them on fire yeah and there's yeah. barely even the a other redemption for the main bad. parents which yeah it's what now sarah you I go didn't think, i didn't think the other father was bad not at first yes but he's also just a sentient gourd so yeah, I'm not sure how helpful he is from a parental standpoint. He plays a pretty dope "They Might Be Giants" song. That's true. He's got that going for him. <laughs> That's true. He does. This is also probably a good time to point out I watched this movie in 3D because mm. I bought the Blu-ray years and years ago used and hadn't opened it. It was still like taped shut, and when I opened it, I was surprised to find four still sealed pairs of 3D glasses. <laughs> So I was like, I didn't oh, even know they released it in 3D. I forgot that they did. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll try it. And they're like, you know, the cheap cardboard ones. So I figured what good. And about five minutes in, I was just transported away really? from this lame ass second dimension. <laughs> it worked shockingly well. Like the scenes where she would go over to the other side and she would go through the colored tunnel. Like it really, yeah, it really the did a good tubes. job of making it look soup like the distance and it was it was a good time it was me alone on a saturday night watching Coraline in 3d which was kind of <laughs> weird but i was I, having the best time i bet the garden was spectacular there was so those. and like there's so many they do the yes the, obviously the movie was shot to be in 3d so like they'll slowly poke something out towards you so your eyes have time to adjust and be like, oh, no. And <laughs> it actually made the movie in the back half kind of scarier because Other Mother was like constantly coming out and getting all in my face. And... Sounds like some shit she'd do anyway. Yeah. She takes advantage um, of that. So yeah, Coraline finds a door. They're all pretty chill about that. The mom's mostly just annoyed that she has to open the door for her. And on the other side are our other family. Who have buttons over their eyes and seem much more attentive and will cook turkeys and do all the stuff that families do, except uh oh, I got to sew button over your eyes too. And that's a deal breaker. And that's kind of the plot. Yeah. Uh oh, now you're trapped on the other side with crazy Terry Hatcher wants to sew buttons over your eyes, mom. And then she becomes a spider lady and runs around trying to get your soul. As they do. Which, yeah. you know, so like this was a good a good take on like the narcissistic parent trope too. It's a good uh, because the thing you know the things that she says like, you know, don't don't leave me alone or you know whatever. It's it's all this manipulation and all this um, just the way that she phrases things. It's like she like the cat tells her like you you she needs someone to love other than herself, but she's just not capable of that. So I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I agree. And it goes back to what I've also always said. Don't trust people with buttons over their eyes. I mean, Never. that's just advice to live by. Yeah. Name me one person who had button eyes that did good things. I can't. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. So I think Paddington had like legit stuffed yeah. animal eyes. Not yeah, I think, think Boo Bear did too. Yeah. Because we all Brad, know if 
Paddington rolled in same personality with buttons over his eyes, we'd tear him in half. Cause we'd be like, no. Yeah. Cause we, we know what would happen. Yeah. He's the evil one. Exactly. I mean, He's you the know, other Raggedy Paddington. Ann, that, that bitch never did anything good. Oh, does she have button eyes? <laughs> I want to say, I think she does. I, I want to say she does, but that could just be Laurel projected into my head. It could yeah. be. I may have just done that Mandela effect like right now. Mm-hmm. I pictured her differently till you said it. And now she has button eyes and has to. Yeah. Die. And it looks right yeah. in my head. Yep. Me too. Yeah. So we have yep. the, the narcissistic parents, but let's talk about Coraline herself, because this was a character that I found complex, but also really freaking annoying because she mm. never really improves. Kind of no one does, though. Like the parents don't even really have a redemption arc because they don't remember anything that happened. Yeah. But Coraline knows what happens. That's true. So Coraline went through this and knows. And I think I'm most heated about Coraline because of the way she treated YB, who was already named Mm -hmm. Yborn. So this kid like came into the world with literally everyone against him. Yeah. And then she just mocks that aspect of it. Like, I mean, she's a kid, so it makes sense that she wouldn't necessarily have like immediate empathy, Mm -hmm. you know, especially because he is kind of being a creep, like creeping up on her all the time and everything. That would be weird. But her insistence on like mocking him for like the saddest name ever, she just makes it even worse. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm YB, you know, like YB born. And then every time she sees him, it's, oh, it's YB born again. I'm like, God bless. Just twist the (laughs) knife a little more to the left, will you? Yeah. Yeah. He hasn't done anything to deserve that, really. And he just keeps trying to help her through the whole thing. Yeah. Here's a cool doll I found. You can have that. Sorry, it doesn't work out great. But, but I, nice I had good gesture. intentions, you know. Everyone's a little too chill about, hey, my grandma has this doll that looks exactly like you. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay, that was actually one of the things I liked about Coraline. Um, the childish ability to just take things at face value and and believe. Because there's magic in belief. That's true. Mm-hmm. It, it's a very different movie if she gets to the other parents and is terrified. Like, right. It's, it's, it's better that she just kind of gets caught up in the whimsy of the dad doing a ridiculous piano thing and right because imagine if you're an adult you go into this you find a door that goes through fallopian tubes so you're basically reborn into this uh other world and you come into the kitchen and there's your mother who you may or may not have a good relationship with and regardless of that she turns around and has buttons in place of her eyes i'd immediately die right i would never make it through the tubes that's also like, true. Like if I open that, first of all, I'm probably not even honestly going to open the door. I'm too <laughs> old. I've read too much stuff. Like it's like, look, don't mess with. No, I know what that is. That's that's bait. That's I probably bait, didn't even I'm not opening the door. Yeah, just not wouldn't do it. And I certainly wouldn't go through the fallopian tubes. Yeah, yeah. probably not. All our versions of the story would be much more boring. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be like, there's a door behind this wall. Oh, it opens to brick. Okay, well, seal it up again. And uh, that's that. Yeah, credits roll. (laughs) I would just assume there was a dead body behind the brick wall. Some some Casim Montadillo stuff and be like, leave it. Probably deserved it. And even in this scenario, (laughs) technically, you were right. Yeah, that's true. I really liked the backstory on it, though. I loved that this was something that had happened before. You know, that this was just like a like an ongoing thing 
And yeah, I'm with you, Sarah. Like, I like that there didn't have to be a lot of explanation of that. We didn't have to figure out where the mother came from, you know, what, all that kind of stuff. And those ghosts with button eyes, that was great. And also, this was not a children's movie. I don't know how many times I'm going to say that during this episode, but it was so not. Okay, all I'm going to say is scene with uh, Venus coming out of her clamshell. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And literally singing about her assets. Yeah, with pasties on. Yeah. (laughs) Pasties on. That was definitely... Why? Why is that in a children's movie? (laughs) I don't know, but I I really like how Coraline basically has that same... She's like, why would this be a thing that you guys brought me in here to show me? (laughs) That is not appropriate under any circumstances. Well, what gets me is she asks, or she says about the first one who's in like the, the fish costume. She's half in yeah. a fish and she's got the brassiere on. And uh, she says, she's almost naked. And then the other one comes up and is essentially yeah. completely, she doesn't make any comment about that. She's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, by that point, you've already been traumatized. <laughs> you know, your brain's gone numb in order to protect you from whatever's going to go forward here. Mm-hmm. That makes remember sense. To, remember Dakota Fanning? She's super good here. Does she Is still she... do stuff? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't, I don't keep up with with actors' careers. I have to admit. Like I know her sister's on one of those Crown as the Great. I think is the one that she's on. So I know she's still floating around. Hmm. I feel like I haven't seen Dakota in a while. I'm looking her up. Um, oh, she's the classic on a TV show I've never heard of actor right now. Mm. Mm. But she's voicing Coraline. Apparently it was going to be live action, so they cast her to do it live action, and then they switched to animation and went, do you still want to do it? And she did. She did a great job. Yeah. She did, yeah. It's one of those things where you know, people have talked about it a lot, especially with the Super Mario movie, where the cast is based around who is good for this role versus how many names can we put on a poster that will make people go, Oh shit. Julia Roberts is in this movie. Now we got to see it. Like Terry Hatcher voices the mom. She's super good, but she's not, you know, Oh shit. We got Terry Hatcher to do this. You got to come. And I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Same. Yeah. Cause her performance is the other mother in particular was. Especially when she was yelling at her in the web part. Yeah. She gets to do kind of everything like she gets to play neglectful mom. She gets to play loving mom, but also the like loving mom where something seems off about you. And then she just gets to go full tilt crazy as the spider lady. It's a good range. It's a very, very good, good range. range. Well done, Terry Hatcher. I'm glad they <laughs> picked you versus, you know, I don't know who else would who would who would have been the go to 2009 big name. Like I don't Reese know. Witherspoon, maybe. I don't know. Who did we really like then? Kate Hudson? I have no idea. Yeah, I have <laughs> no, no context of what was going on in 2009 Jessica anymore. Jessica Biel, maybe. She seemed like she was in a lot of stuff. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> good on them for not doing it, though. Yeah. Good, I don't good, even know who voiced for... the dad, so... No, I and I thought he did a really good job, too. Yeah, he did. I think it was John Hodgman. I don't know any of these names. You ain't even Terry Hatcher? 
Mm-mm. I mean, if you told me what she was in, I probably go, oh yeah. She was one of the Desperate Housewives, wasn't she? I have no idea. I don't watch Desperate. Oh, I don't watch Desperate Housewives. I yeah, I know was. that. I heard that name, but I didn't. I mean, I know the name, but I can't place her. I actually thought initially that she was voiced by the. Oh my gosh, the actress who plays Moira on um, Shit's Creek. Because like a few of the things she said oh, sounded O'Hara. very much, yeah, sounded very much in that, but it wasn't like consistent. So I was like, no, it can't be her. Also, apparently Ian McShane was the voice of the like gymnast circus dude. I oh, never I would have guessed. Whoa, I wouldn't have either. Who was the cat? Keith David. That one I got. Yeah, that one I knew immediately. He's such a distinct. Yeah. Which, again, is one of those things kids don't. They should, but they don't know who Keith David is. So, again, I love that. It's not like, oh, we got to get someone for the cat. We got to get Will Ferrell for the cat or whatever. Yeah. Alan Tudyk. Yes. Oh, my God. For the cat. Although, again, would kids be like, oh, my God, the pilot from Firefly. I knew Keith David from when he played Goliath on Gargoyles. Oh, yeah. See, for me, it's always they live. But that's yeah. Gargoyles is a good pull, too. I loved that show. Me, too. They're bringing it back. I know. I heard that. So probably going to be a Gargoyles episode in the near future of this show, because I remember that kind of also being borderline. Is this actually a children's show? Because Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, I saw a thing on Twitter recently where somebody actually had a clip from the show where it's an episode where Brooklyn, the large, the largest of the of the uh, gargoyles, shoots Alyssa, the cop, by accident. He's like playing with her gun in her apartment while she's cooking dinner, and he just accidentally shoots her. And that wow. was a kids show. Yeah, yeah. That's warning of the dangers of playing with guns. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's what it was. It was teaching like that guns are actually dangerous tools not to be messed around with like toys. Yeah. Speaking of of lessons, what was the lesson of Coraline? What are we supposed to take away from this? Well, the tagline is be careful what you wish for. So I guess that. I think it's be content with neglectful, shitty parents that could always be worse. Yeah, exactly. That's a terrible lesson. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that's really sort of what I get out of it because it's like because it's not it was not at all wrong of her to want to turn towards people who actually because I think the big thing for her, although I mean that fucking like dinner would have absolutely swayed me given the gelatinous goo that they served her the night before. And that yeah, was like the she'd be worst for. freezer burned lean cuisine noodles like slapped on a plate that yeah. looked disgusting. So I would have been de- pulled in for the by the food, but like the fact that her mom was actually listening to her and talking to her. I mean, that's not a character flaw that she was pulled towards that. Right. She's a kid. And what do kids want more than their parents to love them, appreciate them and pay attention to them? Yeah, they want them to interact. And like, it's hard for me not to see that from, you know, through the lens of like a parent who does right. Because like, I do get it. Like when you're trying to write and someone keeps interrupting you, it's frustrating because you keep losing your train of thought. But the point is, like, if you had a situation where it's like, okay, I'm a full-time writer. I need to work from, you know, X to X. And then after that, I'm going to take you outside and we're going to play or, you know, I'll make you dinner. Like if there's some projected relief to the monotony and isolation, there might be some better connection there. But when it's just like, this is what we do all the time and you just always have to deal with this. 
don't know. It's just, yeah. and it's, it's how they so respond mean. to her in the moment too. It's like, yeah, I get that you're frustrated sometimes, but oh, the, like the way the scene where she gets the key for Coraline and she's just so angry with her. Like after this, we are not talking. Like she's so mad that Coraline wants just this sliver of help. And once, I mean, and, and naturally wants to discuss the findings. Like it's like what. It's bricks. What do you think that means? I don't care. I fulfilled my incredibly minimal duty towards you, which I performed <laughs> with poor grace. And let me tell you, when I procreated, I thought I'd just be able to shove you on a shelf, pull you off when I felt like it. It's just, I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. The way, yeah, because I wrote like the, the way that she phrased it, like the first time she comes to talk to her when she's on her computer, she says, I don't have time for you right now. And that is such an awful way to phrase it instead yeah. of, I'm so busy. I'm so sorry. This deadline is, is killing me because I want to make sure. Because, you know, it's like your kids probably do the same thing, Sean. Like, it's, you know, sometimes like Tiny will be like, I don't want to go to school today. I don't want you to go to work. I want to stay home and play. You know, I want to be with you. And it's like, that's such a normal thing. And the answer is not, I don't have time for your crap right now. It's, I wish I did too, but I got to go earn money so that, you know, we can have, we can have things and, you know, you don't want to tell them like someone don't lose the house because then that's a whole nother worry. But yeah, no. Mm -hmm. And I True. talk about it in today's weird, not really an episode episode of the show that just went up um, about what the past couple months have been like October. The kids were home sick a lot, but also I've like never been busier at work. So I had stuff I needed to do. And it's an insane balance of like they're sick they need attention and they want you to come do stuff but at this and you're trying to do that while at the same time being like i'm really sorry i do really need to get this done and so yeah absolutely like related to that aspect of the movie but also that stuff hit even harder when they say you know i just don't have time for you right now i was like oh jesus yeah i mean don't say time for you yeah even if you just, just cut that part out and said i don't have time right now like i really need to get this done but then you know i can take a few minutes and we can do this but then i do need yeah. to get back to work and like they understand almost too well that it makes me feel bad <laughs> well but but i think that that's that could easily be a, a result of like that they continued like interest. no parents i don't care if you're a stay-at-home parent no parent is going to be able to sit there and interact with their kids 24 7 in exactly the way that they want so it's normal to have that give and take and kids are going to be disappointed by things, but it is so much in how you phrase it and how you react to them and how you, because I mean, this was like, just like Thursday night, I think I was where I was trying to edit a story for somebody. And normally when Tani watches some TV at night, he like, I, I never just walk off either. Like I sit there with him and, um, but I, I'll like try and edit, you know, while, while he's watching TV and normally he doesn't need much. He might be like, can I have something to eat? And I'll give him a snack. But that night he was like, specifically, he kept asking me questions. He wanted me to play. He was trying to get me pulled into things. And I was like, I started to get frustrated. And I was like, well, the thing that I'm doing wrong here right now is editing because I'm not, this is my time with him. So even if normally I can kind of get something like this done, the priority, you know, is, is what he wants. So, I mean, there are those moments where you're like, oh, I want to get this thing done. But you're also like, nah, pull it back because, you know. I, I'm I am well aware that at some point I'm going to be like, please go to lunch with me, please. <laughs> yeah, please. it's true. And at least this is laying the groundwork so that hopefully when one of our children inevitably find a hidden door in our house, their first inclination isn't, oh, I got to go through because things might be better over there. That's, I think, why you be a good parent 
is to avoid that situation specifically. That exact situation. It's like that's how you measure your they, success. They could find Narnia in the back of a closet. And I don't know about you, but I'd be a little bit inclined to go visit Mr. Tumnus. I don't know. Shit you, over there but... didn't seem great all the time. Yeah, the fucking white witch. Jesus but... line was very pretentious. <laughs> well, I wouldn't be hanging out with Aslan. I go that chill with guy. beavers and, and Mr. Tumnus in the woods. Yeah, that so guy. That, yeah, cool. that stuff sounds all right. You're right. It's a, it's a roll of the dice. So also, I feel like... I'm not having kids. I don't got to worry about strange doorways in my house opening to different dimensions. I think, yeah, you just need to assess where they found the door because they come to you and say, it was in the back of the wardrobe you can be like oh that's whimsical but if they say oh it was like at the back of the basement you can go no that's no that's very different it seems to lead directly to our neighbor's apartments i'm sure there's nothing nefarious going on here this well, my isn't thing is- a murder tunnel at all <laughs> my, my thing is too like and and again my experience with raising a kid is very weird because so much of it happened during the pandemic same. And I was at I was at home with him for two years, like when, a, a year and a half or whatever, when he was very young. And so I was just like he could, you know, he didn't get to hang out with other kids, and so I was just his playmate. And we're still in that, you know, mindset. Um, and so I feel like if he found a door, we would just both go through it. <laughs> like I'd be like, "Mom, can we go through this door?" And I'd probably be like, "No, I don't know. That doesn't seem wise." And then he would like give me his like face and the eyes and the whatever, and I'd be like. <sighs> All right, well, let me go get my knife. Yeah. I don't want to so go you're like the other end of the spectrum from from Coraline's mom. Coraline's Basically. mom is is too negligent, and you're too enabling. Is what oh, I'm God. I'm no, I'm a terrible <laughs> enabler. It's bad. What if there's ice cream on the other side? Like, fuck. What if there is ice cream on the other side? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can be pulled in by these things. Like, it's you know, it's, I don't know what's there. Well, and there honestly, were zombies, I, but we had to chance it. We did because there might have been zombie ice cream. And I don't we could even have know what had that some would be. That. You, but that's the whole point. You go to find out what flavors they have. See, I just looked at brain. the time. We laid out how much time we had, and gymnastics is coming up, sadly. Yeah, you got like 15 minutes. All right, we got to hit more on Coraline. Okay. I want to put well, people, if you have your pressing thoughts that you definitely have to get in, this is the time. Oh. I did have a line here that's very short, but like, I'm sorry, I died when the two old ladies were fighting in their like fish costumes. And one <laughs> of them said, you smell like the fishes. And I was like, yep, still not a children's movie. And I died <laughs> laughing at all. How about and when also, she was, um, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I want a bat schnauzer, but please proceed. Um, I was going to say, how about her sewing the angel costume for her dog <laughs> because he, he might die soon? So just go ahead and stuff him. Just save some time. I was like, that's that's like one of the things I dread most with my dogs losing them. And she's just like making an angel costume and like, she, well, he hasn't died yet, but it's coming. She had a now, lot of dead dogs. She did. And it cracked me up how many of them were like the third and the fourth or whatever. Because <laughs> Like my, my mom's family, like growing up, they loved Cocker Spaniels. They always had a Cocker Spaniel. Every black Cocker Spaniel was named Missy. Every black and white one was named Chrissy. And every blonde one was named Nugget. So you would like see a picture and be like, which dog was this? One of the Nuggets. <laughs> like no one even knows. They're just like, ah, it's some Nugget. I don't know. Nugget four or five. And we lost count. Oh my God. 
You both like did say you had complaints about Coraline, though. So we have to make sure. I think we covered those early on. It was Coraline's behavior towards YB in particular. Which also doesn't have a huge... And I, I like that about the movie, that there isn't, you know, that sugary wrap-up at the end where the parents realize what they've gone through and, like, we're so sorry for how we've been. There's no real indication that much is going to change. Right. And I don't know if I like that ending. Like, I'm all for ambiguous endings to a certain degree, and I'm all for not wrapping things up in a shiny bow and all that. Um, but it feels like there's just no ending. Like, she's been through this huge life-changing event she's fought for her life she's had to work with the cat she's had to work with yb uh, to uncover this mystery she found dead children mm. in the walls essentially yeah um, but now she has to go home. explain to someone like yeah. hey by the way you've been wondering what happened to your sister check this out which is why <laughs> it's probably good that they ended it before that explanation happened I was like <laughs> how is this gonna go we brought you over for lemonade and a story about how your sister died horribly. Yeah. So you see my mom. Okay. Now, so check it out. There's another one, but she's a spider and she's got buttons for eyes and she killed your sister. <laughs> Any questions? Yeah. No. Okay, good. <laughs> I'm going to have another cookie if that's okay. <laughs> I mean, I think there was an implication that now they might occasionally have pizza, which is, a, you know, an improvement. It sounds it's like something to an extent. Mm-hmm. You know, and everyone's outside, like working around in the garden or whatever. There's yeah. yeah, there's at least enough to to I guess show it may get better. But it is true that the lesson of the movie is kind of look, your parents may be neglectful, but they aren't trying to steal your soul, and they don't have weird spider claw hands. You're like, I guess yeah. that's which, true. if you think about it, could kind of be a dangerous message for kids. But we can't let them see this movie anyway. So right, no. Right. But it's just like, be content with the life you have because it could always be worse. Does it matter if your parents neglect you and you're basically starving because they dug out whatever was underneath the refrigerator and yeah. heated it up for you? Um, it could always be worse. So just be content. Which in a way is like a little bit on point from everything I hear about like foster care systems. Like, and I'm not even, I'm not even trying to be funny there. It's like, it's one of those things where you always, you know, when you see this stuff, it's like, yep. They sure were being totally abused, but it's better than being in the foster system. And it's like, oh, ouch. Mm-hmm. And well, I, feel I don't like know someone, if that was intentional, but. I don't know. But I feel like someone would be like, she's in this nice house. She's got these quirky, fun neighbors. Like she has a friend in YB. So it's not that bad. But it's like when you're living with those parents as an only child and, and you're neglected to that degree, it's like having those friends and the quirky neighbors isn't going to change things for you no really and you're going to be in therapy in your 30s when you finally realize that that was normal yeah show her show her like in her 40s and she's (laughs) you know she's kind of finding herself their mother now she tries to be better the buttons are stick on (laughs) no no you remember the stick on earrings that you get (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah. what they're gonna be they're gonna be like the little stick on earrings just on googly eyes. eyes that go like right <laughs> up so i think that overall is my biggest gripe with Coraline. it's a great film don't get me wrong i really do enjoy it but if you sit back for a minute and look at it and think about what is the message here because i always, i know with kid stuff you don't always have to have a message and again this is really not for kids arguably which i guess no. we should address because if people haven't seen it 
we keep saying, oh, it's not for kids. It's not for kids. I mean, I think we've explained we it pretty why. well. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I mean, like some of the jokes obviously are meant for adults, but it's mostly just that like thematically and visually, it's just very intense. Like the, the character designs, even before everyone goes all insane in the back half are all pretty unsettling and like straight up, you know, spoilers for Coraline. Other YB is killed. So there's yeah, you know, and he's child like death. a flapping empty flag at the end. That was intense. Yeah. So and the and other just... father becoming like this bulbous, drooping, nasty, barely able to speak thing that waddles around. Yeah. It's just yeah. very visually disturbing. And then when you get into the story, which is largely focused on dead children, mm. it just yeah. kind of creates this package of like the, probably for no kid under like 10 i think yeah. 10 might even be a little bit i don't know I'm sure i don't have some kids children i don't who know anything about fine. kids yeah 10 i was already watching stuff like chucky and not yeah with my parents permission yeah and like i know someone <laughs> who's like their four-year-old just watched nightmare before christmas and loved it so every kid is going to be different but yeah and like, that's the thing is it just, I feel like Coraline didn't set out to be a kid's movie that happens to be scary. I think they were just like, no, this is the movie we're going to make. It's going to have the style of a kid's movie. Maybe some kids will want to see it. Maybe some will be scared, but it doesn't seem like at any point anyone pulled them aside and said, you need to soften this up, which or, is you know, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't often get creeped out by ghosts or whatnot in films, but those three kid ghosts were genuinely, even though they were good spirits, they like just the design of them for some and the reason. the way they're under that sheet when she gets pulled into like the mirror closet or whatever, mm -hmm. and she pulls them up and it's a bunch of dead kids with button eyes. And then they send her on a search for their missing eyeballs. Mm -hmm. That's intense. It's yep. great. It's great. But I'm trying, like, I'm trying to think too how I would have, because I watched all kinds of stuff I shouldn't have watched. But Same. I also am not sure, like, I feel like the lessons, quote unquote, in that movie would have been internalized in a really unhappy way. And like, I didn't, I didn't ever talk to my parents when I was upset with stuff. I just like, just existed thinking that, you know, things were horrible. And I can only imagine how much worse that would have made it be like, well, I guess I should be happy and not try to go through the hole in the, in the, in the wall, you know, because <laughs> I guess no one tried to eat me today. So that's a plus. I yeah. And that's know. my big issue with the overarching message. Like be content. It could always be worse. <laughs> I think that could be dangerous for kids. The grass isn't always greener. Even if your grass kind of sucks. Sometimes it's Venus flytraps that want to eat you. Or jellyfish that are ready to sting your butt. <laughs> to pull it all back. That was good. <laughs> so was I guess. Good. Final thoughts? We'll just kind of go around. Final thoughts on Coraline? Sarah sounded like you're still on board. Oh yeah, I still I still really enjoy Coraline. I think the film is great. I think everyone involved in it did a fantastic job with their roles. Um like YB was an inclusion, he was not part of the book, and I do think he was a good inclusion. Usually I'm not a huge fan of of uh movies taking such liberties and doing such something so different, but I think in this case it really worked. I really liked YB in particular. So yeah, I'd watch it again and I'd enjoy it again. But at the end, I'd still be like, hmm, not for kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I loved YB. I think he was absolutely my favorite character out of all of them. 
And I really enjoyed it. It was great. It was very intense and very like surprising in a number of ways. Like I wasn't expecting a whole lot, you know, of the things that happened. So it was a very enjoyable watching experience. I don't know that I would watch it again. Um, Although I loved the visual representations, I sort of, I don't know, I'm not sure it's one that I would feel compelled to watch again. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was good. And and also I I loved the cat. I especially love that when she uses the cat as a weapon (laughs) and flings it at the other mother and he scratches out her eyes and then he bounces. Which is exactly what it can. It's not like, oh, I'm here to help you solve this battle. It's like, you bitch, you threw me at the <laughs> spider woman. Now I'm gone and I'm down this fallopian tube back home. Screw you. Spider woman <laughs> with a cracking mannequin face and no eyes. Yeah. Not for kids. Coming at yeah. me in the third fucking dimension, too. <laughs> <laughs> Just leaning back on my couch going, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to shove her back. To no avail. Um, yeah, no, I still, you know, first watch in 13 years. I still agree that this is certainly not something I'll be showing my kids for minimum a decade. Um, <laughs> but like just as someone who loves stop motion animation, like every goddamn frame of this thing looks incredible. The character design is so good. It's, you know, the story is admittedly a little not, I don't even want to say thin, but like we summed it up pretty fast, the story. Yeah. Like there's some good twists, but like it's just. In terms of just like, oh, it's like it's a goddamn piece of art, this yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That the aesthetics are incredible. That I think everyone listening to this who's I, I would imagine we don't have any child solo listeners to this show, but maybe. So I think I can safely recommend it to everybody listening. Just maybe, you know, don't show your kids unless they're made of sterner stuff. <laughs> or you want to send some kind of inappropriate warning i guess or that to pad your your awful behavior or you just want to chuck them in the deep end right away if you're just like what are movies oh i'll show you one and then from that on every other movie is just a cakewalk true (laughs) i mean it's a way it's a method i don't want to criticize other people's parenting i kind of (laughs) do all right so sarah we usually do a thing around here at the end where we talk about something we're currently enjoying for reasons that 220 episodes ago made sense. <laughs> I think it was the, yeah, I always say, I think it was because we were like, oh, what's something we might be nostalgic for in the future? But really it's just kind of turned into being able to recommend things. And sometimes people actually watch those things or listen to those things or read those things and email us and go like, hey, I took part in that thing and I liked it and thank you. So if there's anything you want to shout out, movies, TV, books, music, um let's see i'm reading a few books right now that i think should be shouted out um the forest of stolen girls by june her oh about halfway through and i'm really enjoying that so far and uh, it's a good name rj joseph's hell hath uh no sorrow like so a woman good. haunted is a so short good. story collection that i think people should read i'm about halfway through that one too and in terms of shows i have two that are completely opposite end of the spectrum uh the midnight club on so Netflix. good I'm only on episode three or four, but it's something I'm really enjoying so far. And then the other end of the spectrum, Bee and Puppy Cat, also on Netflix, which is adorable (laughs) and wholesome. And I love it. And it's a nice brain cleanse. (laughs) Nice. I like that. I am currently reading probably about 10 books, but I'm not going to list all of them here. But one of them is No Gods for Drowning by Haley Piper, which is really good. It's on my list. Um, Yeah, it's good. It's very it's more like fantasy oriented, I think. And it's it's really excellent. 
Um, and I'm also reading uh, Stone Wicked, which is the last book that Jay Wilburn put out before he passed away um, a little while ago. And I had met him a couple times and really liked him. He's a very good dude. And I had a couple of his books waiting. Um, and I guess it doesn't make that huge of a difference, but I sort of wish I'd started reading them when he was still around so I could tell him how freaking awesome he is. But sorry to leave that on a downer note, but it is, it's really, it's really good. It's very enjoyable. It's very different. He has a very, very different voice. What do I, I guess for me, uh, Resident Evil 8 just released some extra content last, uh, about a week ago, a little short story with uh, like an added story. And without saying too much, there is, I'm, I thought I was pretty hardened with horror video games. There is a sequence in that game where I had to turn it off because I physically, for reasons that I explained earlier in the show, with perhaps things moving in ways they shouldn't, I went, I physically can't deal with this. I turned it (laughs) off and I had to psych myself back up because I was like, I want to see where this game goes, but I don't. And I would be playing it and be like, how am I supposed to do this? It's like they literally sat down and in a room and went, what can we do to fuck with this guy and created an entire <laughs> sequence around it? And I don't want to say too much because I'm, I know for a fact people who listen are people who would play this and the realization that this is what this sequence was going to be and being like, wait, if I do this, is that, oh no, was <laughs> like really cool, but also fuck this. So I did do it. I conquered my fears. I won. I beat that that piece of content um but uh yeah if you're a resident evil fan it's an easy recommendation but jesus christ there is a middle chunk in that that was the closest i've ever come to just being like i can't i'm too scared and i can't i don't even play horror video games which is almost almost entirely because i know that i would get sucked into them and love them so much and i would never do anything else but (laughs) that is really an endorsement for it Hmm. If anyone wants to know what happens, I can tell them, but not here. Uh, that's our Coraline episode. Now it's time to go to gymnastics. Not for all of us, just me. And I'm going to go to ch- and a small child. Right now. <laughs> uh, thank you to Laurel. Thank you to Sarah for joining me here today. Thank, thank you. you for having me. That was fun. On, on this Sunday morning. Uh, like I said, check out the show notes by like buy all of the books we talked about. No exceptions. There's no reason not to. No reason. You're not going to find a weak one in the whole bunch. So not even if you already own them all. Do it again. Even if you already own them all, you got friends. Or I mean, look, I'm sorry. It maybe that's not true, but there's must be little libraries you can donate them to. There's always reasons to have second copies. Put them up on your local buy nothing group and make some friends to be like, I have these great books. And then you're going to get 10 comments. And then those are 10 new friends. Yeah, it's as easy as that. Uh, We got some cool stuff coming up. The Christmas episodes are weirdly close. So (laughs) get ready for those. And as always, we're going to close out with a classic Coraline quote that Laurel or Sarah will provide right now. Um, You smell like the fishes. Excellent. (laughs) Good morning, everyone. I always say good (laughs) night. I need coffee. So for all those things nostalgic, I asked to do.